Hi and welcome to Sci-Fi Fans. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about The Thing. Now, The Thing is a horror mystery sci-fi film, if you haven't seen it or you're unaware of what it is. And it was released on the 26th of August 1982, the same time as E.T. and Blade Runner were released. Set within an Antarctica research facility that becomes haunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes its appearance from its victims. Directed by John Carpenter, stars, just a few to mention, are Kurt Russell, Wilfred Brimley and Keith David. Now, it has become a tradition with the British Antarctica Research Station to watch the thing as part of their midwinter celebration held every year on June the 21st. John Carpenter has stated that of all of his films, this is his personal favourite, despite its poor reception when it was released. Rob Botin created the special effects and was only 22 when he started the project, so it is testament to his work and style that the film is considered a benchmark in special effects makeup. This was also the first of John Carpenter's films which he did not actually compose the score himself. The film's original choice of composer was Jerry Goldsmith who had recently composed the score for Alien but he passed on the project so Ennio Morosini composed the score instead. Now unfortunately for Morosini his score would be dubiously nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Score. The film's budget was a whopping, for its day, $15 million. Now, this was substantially larger than the average horror film at the time. Friday the 13th, in 1980, only had a mere budget of $700,000, while John Carpenter's original Halloween cost even less at $375,000. The um, opening titles attempt to replicate the appearance of the original Howard Hawkins film. In order to do this, an animation cell with The Thing written on it was placed behind a smoke-screened fish tank, which was then covered in a plastic bin bag that was then set alight, thus giving the effect of the title burning into the screen. It opened on the same day as Blade Runner, and both movies were met with poor reactions by the critics at the time of their premiere. However, both films are now considered as some of the greatest films ever made. There is a scene when a dog wanders down a hallway and pauses outside a door. All we see is a shadow of someone beckoning it in. Now, in order to keep the mystery of which character this is, John Carpenter didn't use any of the actors to cast the shadow. Superfans make the fandom, but would you venture to the remote filming location in Stewart, British Columbia, after 21 years? Well, that's exactly what Todd Cameron and Steve Crawford did in August 2003, and they found the remains of Outpost 31 and the Norwegian helicopter. In fact, the rotor blade from the helicopter now belongs to Todd and rests in his collection of memorabilia for the film. David Clennon's line, You've got to be kidding, is Kurt Russell's favourite and never fails to make him smile. Speaking of Kurt Russell, it took him around a year to grow the famous beard and hair that McCready sports. The autopsy scene used real animal organs and in the DVD commentary, John Carpenter said Wilfred Brimley was the only cast member not to be squeamish, squeamish by this. Ernie Ennio Moronsi used unused music that he had composed for The Thing in Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight, 2015. 
Ironically, the score for The Hateful Eight won him an Oscar. So this must be the first piece of music to be nominated for a Razzie, first of all, and then to go on later to win an Oscar. The blood test scene is what convinced John Carpenter to make the film, but he also wanted to create a monster movie where the creature wasn't obviously being played by a man in a suit. This is something that he felt was obvious in Alien from 1979. One of the um, Bush pilots actually offered to crash the helicopter for money. When McCready and Dr Cooper go to visit Norwegian camp via helicopter, the Bush pilot actually turns the controls over to Kurt Russell once the helicopter is off the ground. And if you watch closely at this scene, you will notice the helicopter wobbles and this is actually Russell taking the controls. The thing would have a heavy influence on pop culture, so much so that the season one, episode eight of The X-Files, which came out in 1993, called Ice, is a direct homage to this film. Keith David had broken one of his hands in a car accident, and this is why he wears gloves throughout most of the film, as he needed to cover up the cast. The female voice on McCready's computer was performed but uncredited by the then wife of John Carpenter. Stop motion animation was considered, but John Carpenter felt it looked too fake. This kind of feeds into his willingness to make the film look as real as possible. The Thing is based on the classic short story Who Goes There by pioneering science fiction editor and writer John W. Campbell Jr. Kurt Russell pulled a practical joke on John Carpenter after shooting a scene with a flamethrower. By covering his face and head with bandages, he claimed that he had got burnt. Surprisingly, the film was originally banned when released in Finland. And that's something about the film industry. The films just get banned in some countries for some obscure reasons. The two characters in the movie, nicknamed Mac and Windows, is purely coincidental and has nothing to do with Apple or Microsoft, who would then later have a big rivalry in the tech industry. John Carpenter considers this to be the first of his Apocalypse trilogy, Prince of Darkness 1987 and The Mouth of Madness 1994 are the other parts of the trilogy. Before The Thing was released, Fangori magazine held a contest asking its readers to draw what they thought The Thing would look like to see if anyone could guess it correctly. The prize up for grabs was a trip to Universal Studios. Drew Strazen created the poster for the film without having seen any publicity photos, so on hindsight she'd probably have won the Fangori competition. Paper towels soaked in egg yolk were used to create the sound effects in the autopsy scene on the split-faced thing. The final confrontation with the thing required the assistance of 50 technicians. Nick Nolte turned down the role of McCready, as did Jeff Bridges. Bill Lancaster, who wrote the script, wrote it with Harrison Ford and Clint Eastwood in mind for the lead roles, and both were considered. When Clark sees the dog in the cage and the tentacles, these are actually whips being manipulated by other cast members. To make his breath appear more visible, Kurt Russell took a drag on a cigarette at the beginning of certain shots. You just wouldn't get away with that in this day and age, would you? Um, to start with, the cook was listening to Stevie Wonder's Superstition. However, Universal hadn't secured the rights to the song and it had to be replaced for the home video version. Over time though, Universal have since renegotiated the licensing for the track and it has been restored. 
As the two largest men in the camp, Richard Messer and Keith David, decided to um, antagonise each other during rehearsals so that their character would have genuine on-screen chemistry. And uh, that was it, really. Believe it or not, the sound effects of the Antarctica wind was actually recorded in the desert outside Palm Springs. And in the original movie, The Thing from Another World, 1951, took place in the Arctic region of the North Pole. However, this version takes place in Antarctica. And that's where I'm going to wrap this episode up. If it's popular enough, I might do a part two. But I'll leave that up to you, my listeners, to decide. And speaking of future episodes, I have actually got a science fiction author coming on board to do an episode with me very soon. So um, keep your eyes open for it. And that just leaves me to say thank you very much for stopping by to listen. And if you've enjoyed yourself, please put down a review on your preferred podcast platform. And thank you very much. And I hope you come back for the next episode. I'm going to start doing these weekly now as I'm enjoying doing them. So um, I'll catch you next week. Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Thank you.